Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to another Blurdy Massacre. Um, we are recording as our Queen Zero is in Salem. So that's why you're getting great value zero and not full zero. Because um, <laughs> I know people hit the, I know they hit play and they're like, that's not Zero's voice. That's that other bitch with the strays. And I'm like, that's I'm like, right. please don't leave. Please don't leave. <laughs> like, like, this is going to be a mean episode. <laughs> this bitch is unchecked. We have a zero cutout right here, I swear. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, In today's topic for everyone listening, we're going to take a look back at the WB girlies because they're still out here and we just want to check in with them because we are millennials and proud of it. Listen, I don't want to wait for my life to be over. over. (laughs) Oh my God. I I really hate that. I love that song. I was a Paula Cole girl. I'm not going to lie to you. I was that kid who wanted to go to Lilith Fair and I just can never (laughs) unsee that about myself. (laughs) What was your favorite CW show, or were there just a few like you couldn't place them because they were kind of different? Oh no 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 no! Um, Buffy was Tuesday nights, followed by Angel. Um, Dawson's Creek was Wednesdays, followed by Felicity. Um, <laughs> I was you also, true to this? I was also there for Popular on Fridays, season and a half. I got to have because that was a really good show. Um, and it was canceled too soon. I again, I I was a WB girl. I even did Gilmore Girls, even though now that I'm older, I see Gilmore Girls had a lot of more problems than we knew back then. And also, so I'm just gonna go ahead and get into this part before we get to the fun bits because otherwise it'll be on my chest all day. We loved the WB, and during the WB era, there was also a channel called UPN where the black people were doing comedies, and nobody talks about how when the WB moved over to UPN, it became CW. It was gentrification. Because all the black shows went away. No more Moesha. No more the Parkers. No more yeah. Malcolm and Eddie. But like the Gilmore Girls were there. And new Buffy was there. Because WB also had fucked over Buffy. And so like things started going to UPN. And it started getting very wide. And then it was rebranded as CW. And I use that example when I'm teaching the kids about gentrification. Because it's something that they can be like, oh yeah, I remember that era of those shows. I remember Moesha. And then it was yeah. girls and we never had another black channel again. We never had another black um, primetime lineup like that on broadcast TV ever again. Yeah. And I'm happy you hit that because the thing is 
I'm pretty sure you're on the same page. Like the priority was UPN, but the reality was like, we just didn't get a continuation. Like a lot of those shows just got done dirty. Like it, I even think about like girlfriends, which was probably my favorite over there at that time. And it just felt like it abruptly ended to me. Like I, I know that they had kind of like plans to do like reboots and stuff like that, but it always just kind of just faded and fizzled away. And a lot of the stars that were in those shows and stuff, they went on to be in other functions. So I'm happy. Yeah. I feel like I see all of them somewhere. But oh, yeah. but yeah, the CW still gave us something. Like I didn't, because especially at the time, I hate to admit it, like I love to see myself represented in media. But around that time, I saw myself also like just in different characterizations, for example. So like the way certain characters presented versus like their race. Yes. No, because again, we were at that fragile age where the media telling us black people ain't bullshit and we looking ashy nose with the white people because nobody wanted to do our makeup or hair right. And so to have a whole channel where people know what cocoa butter is, um, and like they're not just out here being ashy and done dirty, like it was it was important and groundbreaking. That's why some of us have any kind of self-esteem because it's not for the media. And to see UPN, which was a black as fuck primetime network become the CW and now we're here living in a society where CW has CW Brown. So bitches can't be any darker than I can to be cast and show. Yeah. And they're like, we're diverse. You're not diverse. You know what it is? I think it's like, they don't know how to hire the girls. Right. It's like, it's not even, and I feel like we've never been nasty to the girls who secure the bag, who are acting in these roles. I don't blame them. I blame the directors and I blame the writers when it goes that way because the rings of fire that a black woman has to jump through to end up on that show, she knows what she's doing. Listen. Best believe she knows. It's just she's not being utilized properly. And some of them do try and speak up, but also because they're so early in their careers, they can only do so much. Like the yeah. new Charmed reboot, and I'm sorry, I don't know names. That was not my ministry, but the new Charmed yeah. reboot, um, we had Afro Latin characters but one of them was like i told them at mafro caribbean when they hired me and they said it's fine because cw um and so she was out here pretending to be afro latin um <laughs> on this show and people were like questions because we were getting into the conversation of what is representation who gets to play whose roles and it came out that she told them and they were like we don't care and so they had to like try and like do an abrupt change of face because people were calling the fuck out and be like, well, her father's not who we thought it was in the show. We had this plan all along. You did not, Judy. You did not. I couldn't even get into the new Charmed. I definitely did go up for Buffy. And that's one that we've talked about Buffy a lot, you know, on and off camera. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can have a show to me right now. <laughs> look, it's such a great show and it gets even better with time. Um... I, I don't know why I want to take a layover here. Maybe it's because I know that you you live for it too. Yes. But the season that they say doesn't have a villain or whatever, right? You know who I think the villain is of that season? And I have to get the number right. Um, give me a second. Um, if you tell me the villain, I think it's I'll real life. Oh, go ahead. If you tell me the villain, I know what season. Who's you, who do you think the villain is? Real life. Oh, I think season six, which comes up from the dead? Yes. Yes. Um, she comes up from the dead because Willow brings her back thinking that she's helping her friend out, but her friend was in heaven not fighting vampires and dealing with Don or Riley. So like, <laughs> off the bat. I'm sorry. Listen, and that was also the season where the trio rose and like the trio were three nerds, but like also yeah. it was a commentary on toxic masculinity because like those are the shenanigans. And mm. they activated um the biggest bad we've ever fucking had, which was Dark Willow. So, 
when people piss on that season, I'm just like, no, you can talk about some of the things they took because they did take some swings. We had a musical episode, which every time I revisit it, I like it more than I did originally. And we had like some weird episodes because that was also like her and Spike getting their shit together, which nobody wanted. And we made some giant missteps that season. I'm not going to lie. Because like that essay in the bathroom and then Spike being like, I'm going to become a real person for her. That's some bullshit. Yeah, but you know what's funny? There are a couple things with Spike's storyline when I went back that yeah. I kind of felt because even him wearing the Slayer's coat and yep. stuff like that is very stink coochie energy. Yes. Like, um, yes. I don't like Spike. I don't either. And it's because they had a character who was fun the first few times we saw him, but then they yeah. made him stay too long because they gave Angel his own spinoff and was like, we need another vampire rail. And it's like, it's Buffy. There's vampires all the time. We don't need one permanently parked. But like, he stayed too fucking long because again, like when he had a crush on her and it was one-sided in season five and then she sacrificed herself and he swore to take care of her sister, we could have like let him do that. And then when Buffy was back, he's like, okay, I gotta go because we're not gonna do this. But instead we're like, she needs to feel something. So let her fuck Spike all over the crypt and in the club and try and feel something. And yeah. then when she finally is like, no, this is, a, this is not right. I'm just, I was in a bad place. And he tr- he literally tries to SA her. Which again, um, I've heard different producers and writers of that episode and era talk about it. And both actors, to give them credit, were like, that's when we knew we needed to start trying to wrap this shit up. Because it did not feel good. It did not feel comfortable. It did not sit right. And the fans were like, no. Because we've done a lot of shit. And this was also a season of toxic masculinity. And so we were having the conversations. We did not need that piece. We did not. It did not leave anything. It did not do the serve they thought it was going to do. Because... He found out he was a monster, yeah, and he went to get a soul, yeah, but it doesn't redeem him because, again, yeah. he crossed the fucking line. CW was famous for those type of odd redemption stories. Like, I think about... Did you watch Gossip Girl much? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I did. Because I... So I kept going to sleep with a friend at the Times house. I've let that person go, as I yeah. do often. Um, But I kept going to sleep over there because I was getting drunk because they were near the bars where we were. <laughs> Yeah. And I'd wake up on Gossip Girl, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, oh, this seems awful. And it happened too many times. And I was like, oh, I got to take it from the top when it hit Netflix. And so I've seen mm-hmm. all of the original Gossip Girl. <laughs> so I'm in the middle of a rewatch now. So, um, and then the next one that I'm about to do after this is Vampire Diaries, but we'll come around to that. Listen. Um, I definitely feel like that weird redemption thing that they try to aim for shows up in a lot of their shows because they they don't want the white, straight male characters to look bad so like because a lot of the people that are probably writing them are doing a lot of this stuff like because you think about chuck and how he tried to essay jenny in the first episode of season one and how that whole thing unfolded like he would do horrible things to people like try to trade blair for a hotel and all this other stuff and literally just they would write him a, a redemption arc and he is not deserving of it if anything he the thing is, whoever's writing it, in my opinion, right, I really feel like they are manipulative people. And yes. so they think that Chuck is seeming sincere, when in reality, the timing around it just reveals how manipulative he is. There is this thing where people don't want to hold white men accountable, which is why when they're arrested for doing fucked up shit, it's let's care about mental illness this week, which we never care about yeah. any other week. Um, and so this is part of, this is what's hurting TV from being great because like a show that would have thrived on WB or CW is you. I just covered this new season with Joe Lipschitz, um, in our new podcast and Joe Goldberg 
is a sociopath. But like the show won't let him be that. And so I keep trying to be like, he's not the villain. Some of these people are doing the work for him. But at the end of the day, he's putting bitches in cages. And yeah. so we can't be like, he's a cute little cuddle buddy. And instead of us leaning into that and being like, this is a man you cannot fix. And it's fine. You cannot fix him. Learn this lesson and get the fuck out. We're like, no, let's make him cute and put him in a boyfriend sweater. And let's find a way to make it not him, even if it's convoluted plot. And I just, I want us to just be like, we have this villain and this is villain. It's the same shit I see when they cast the hotties of the moment as the serial killers. Um, Dahmer. Yeah. Um, fuck you, Ryan Murphy. Somebody play your that yeah. clip. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I, we did not need Evan Peters playing the 90 millionth Dahmer. Um, especially in a, in a, especially in a show that does not care about the black queer people who were fucking hurt during that era. Like, he yeah. did not even reach out it's to his family. Didn't he reach out to the fucking families? They found out that they were being depicted in this show when it turned on the TV. It was like, is that supposed to be me? I didn't even know that that was legal. And it keeps happening, so I don't know how I didn't. Because, like, when these biopics come out, that's usually... You hear that, like, the family's reacting and saying, this isn't, this isn't true. Like, this isn't how it actually was. And they just don't care. And, like, I even heard... I didn't know this until, like, I think this week that they're continuing um monster I, I can't remember what the name oh. of it but that so they're doing another killer from what i understand like that's what the whispers are i don't remember which killer it was i, I can look it up real quick actually while we're talking just it, at the same time it makes me sad because ryan murphy went from just like making tv that was a little bit scandalous to being like the biggest ghoul on tv and like yeah. i don't know why we're still funding him because american horror story is not hitting over a decade yeah, I agree. Menendez brothers, by the way. So for the next season, they're doing the Menendez brothers. I didn't know we see because we've never. This has never come up. The thing is with the Menendez brothers, I I told Mill I don't think I can watch this. Like because I used to watch Snapped, and when they got to the Menendez brothers episode, that was very hard for me to watch. And I watch a lot of fucked up stuff because of horror. Yeah, but no, that story to me, I. I don't know, man. That It just scared me. Like, this idea that these guys killed their parents like that, and then they show, like, the pictures and stuff. I just, I, oh, oh my God. That and the Jodi Arias story. Sorry, Jodi. I don't know how to say her name. Jodi Arias. Like, both of those stories, like, are just horrific to me, and I don't want to revisit them. I don't all. think I know Jodi. You shouldn't. It's very scary. Like, she literally told this this legal counsel, right, after she killed her boyfriend, no jury in the United States will indict me. I mean, look at me. She was like this, this, I'll do beautiful because she was all right to me. But she was basically, you You probably know if you saw her. Is she the bitch that talked her boyfriend into committing suicide? Not her. Not her. Although she's another one, but no. She's like, she basically broke into his house and killed him. And like, um, she took pictures and she tried to take the memory card. Allegedly, I don't want us to get sued. I love Blurdy. <laughs> oh, t- allegedly took the memory card out and put it in the washing machine to try to wash it, but that doesn't work. So they were able to pull the images, including one where the dude is literally looking back and there's a look of horror in his face. And there's no pictures of the actual murder. So her argument is that I was there, but I didn't kill him. And it's obvious that she did, but it's just, like she said, no jury's want to indict me. Like, look at me the way the way the system caters to people who did this shit and then puts people in prison who need help like uh, oh my god yes if y'all yes. are not familiar with the case of gypsy rose blanchard um, i'm not 
there's a documentary on HBO Max called Mommy Dead and Dearest. And every time I watch it, I get more angry. Um, basically, if you saw Run, they sort of took inspiration from the, her story for that. And also there was that um, show that stole her life story, never paid her. Cause, and she was like, I was going to like sell the rights because it's the worst case of, oh, it's the worst case of Munchausen by proxy where the victim lived to be documented at the time the documentary came out. Her mother was doing fucked up shit to her, like had told people she needed all these surgeries and people would listen to this white woman who used to be a candy striper instead of looking at the fucking files and being like, these doctors aren't adding up. And so this girl was getting eye surgeries. She had put in a feeding tube for no fucking reason because she could have been eating what her mother wanted to like wake her up at night to feed her. Um, And she had told her she had all these like brain cancers and shit and was like shaving her head, being like, it's going to fall out anyways. The girl didn't know how old she was. She didn't even know how fucking old she was because her mother had been lying to her for so fucking long about so many things. And so finally, she started to figure out that this is not it and it might not be okay to be treated this way. And she tried to escape. And they literally caught her and put her back in the mother's home. And then the mother was like, I need to be like um, power of attorney because she can't be trusted. Obviously, you've, you've met her. You've seen her. And so mm-hmm. the girl ended up getting online and finding a man to come take care of her mother for her. And they then put her away in prison for like, I think 20 years for that. Instead of being like, here's how the system fucked up between New Orleans and Missouri. So many years, <laughs> um, that girl's a fucking victim. And she needed to be in, if anything, she needed to be like somewhere with a therapist can like help her process what has happened to her and not in prison in Missouri. But let me get the name of this show because they literally just did it with an Arquette sister and we're like, y'all are welcome. And people were watching it. And I was like, she never sold those rights. And she was like, that was my story to tell. Um, and also that was going to help me when I got out of prison. Because again, I'm in prison for 20 years for something that I shouldn't be in prison for. Um, but her name is Gypsy Rose Blanchard. And it is a case that upsets me to my core. To make matters worse, because again, she's 31 now. But like this poor girl, when you see her videos and her interviews... She still speaks in her child voice because it's the voice her mother made her use when they were collecting. Her mother was running scams and collecting all of these like money for like these like make a wish foundation things and stuff. Been saying her daughter had cancer, which she didn't. Um, let me put in Hulu show. But the girl, because she can finally eat food because her mother isn't feeding her through a damned um, tube in her stomach when she's asleep. She's putting on weight in prison, which nobody ever does because the food in prison is so gross. People normally lose weight. She's put on weight. And she's happy because she has friends down. And I'm like, this is depressing. Um, and they put her away for 20 years. It's called The Act. That's a show I've never watched because they stole her story. And they could all rot in hell. Okay, yeah, let me not watch that then. But the because documentary, that... yeah. The documentary Mommy, Dead, and Dearest is on HBO Max. And that's hyping out about it. And I, again, I just, it did not sit right with me that this woman got away with this for decades. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, let's let's jump back to the CW show so I can because <laughs> yeah. that just that just like broke my heart. I forgot why we were Let, here. <laughs> let's talk about the the sleeper agent that all black people love, <laughs> Reba. I've seen two episodes my entire life, and I just say nothing because I don't understand. And I know it's culture, apparently, but I don't understand. It's, I think, because maybe I caught it when I was younger. Um, was the George Lopez show a CW show too? I can't remember. I don't. He he pops up with a show so often. I don't know where he actually began and where he ends. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I high key feel like because there's different levels of CW shows. So there's like the Gossip Girls, like 
Buffy, stuff like that. So those, those are high. And this isn't to be shady. And then there's kind of like the pulp. So like I would consider like Reba, the George Lopez show, like for example, like just kind of like easy watching. And that's why you get so many reruns of them late at night and first thing in the morning, really. So there's not a lot of good character development probably, but they're so fun to watch. I love a nice little show that I could just put on and be like, yeah, this yeah. is fun. I used to like doing that with the Carmichael show, which was an NBC thing. Um, but mm. Tiffany Haddish is out here acting like she's not done anything and working today. So I'm mad at her and I haven't been able to go back in and rewatch it. <laughs> Wait a minute. That Tiffany Haddish thing. We haven't brought that up on the pod in a minute. Like, we it's like it didn't happen. She is just getting booked. <laughs> left People were mad for one day. Money. People were yeah. mad for one day. There was a clip of her at the airport being like, I lost everything. And then Girls Trip 2 was announced. And she's in her pictures with people who I respect or I respect it. And I'm just like, what happened? Do we not? Does nobody suffer a consequence anymore? That's what it's giving. I guess it depends on who's victimized. Listen, at that point. But to WB, where are they now? <laughs> this is supposed yeah. to be a thirsty episode. And we out here talking about the criminal justice system. <laughs> I just we can't escape it we can't. <laughs> we can't people like which wig was they wearing today this is not this is not the energy not i wanted no that was kind of like the real talk a little bit i guess i'm trying to make an excuse just it's a full it episode was... now we we said we're gonna yeah. do a mini and we lied this is y'all welcome y'all getting two fools back to back <laughs> and here comes zero you know <laughs> <laughs> she gonna be like my plane just landed why y'all still on here and we're right like, we don't know no better um, don't know no better. You left us to our own devices. We're no worse than those two kids in the Skinnamarink movie. Like, <laughs> look up. Um, <laughs> but to our to our actual thirsty episode, um, which we was gonna get into, let's kick mm-hmm. it off because I don't want to wait for Mr. Josh Jackson. Um, yeah. he's still out here getting it because we all watch Dawson's Creek for Pacey. Let's not even lie to each other. We that's true. We say he's watching it for the plot. He was the plot. <laughs> I haven't even seen what Josh looks like nowadays. I need to... Is so, it good? Google him, but don't pull up Fatal Attraction, because those pictures, they're trying to make him look older, and it's confusing. Okay, oh, okay, okay. I got scared. Yeah. No, they're like, here's some gray in your hair. And he's like, I'm still Josh Jackson. Don't you understand? This is zaddy material. Oh, <laughs> so it's, it's a fight with him and his costumer and his hair people. Look. <laughs> A sports person came up when I typed in Josh Jackson, so I had to put Josh Jackson, Dawson's Creek, now. Oh, he still looks good. And he stays on TV because, like, after Dawson's Creek, he did Fringe, which I'm finally watching now because it's finally on HBO Max. Um, He did Little Fires Everywhere, which was a moment, let me tell you, right here, right now. Um, He also did that Dr. Death thing, but I never got into it. Also, Alec Baldwin is there, and I'm not talking to him. Um, um, he knows why. If you've not Googled Alec Baldwin in a while, he's a criminal. And I, he, he is now back with Fatal Attraction. And it's him and Lizzie Kaplan, who we all yeah. wanted to get some shine from Mean Girls, and she never did. And so she's here as an adult now, and she's like, you will not ignore me, Dan. Have you watched the new Fatal Attraction? Have you seen it? It's not great, but it is no. doing things differently because like the first movie gets dinged a lot for it being so misogynistic and painting her as this like wild ass woman who's obsessed with a man trying to ruin his life and this one's trying to be more fear but it's not there yet but we're also seeing things from like the wife's perspective and the mistress perspective and so i i'm waiting to see if it sticks the landing or not 
I didn't realize until this moment because I hadn't taken the dive yet. I assumed it was just going to be a movie. I should have known better though because they've been doing this. They've been trying to repurpose certain stories as miniseries, which I think is brilliant. I yes. I'm not upset with this period that we're in right now. This is so brilliant. Some of them need to be explored more because again, I'm not saying Fight Love Trash since I was a child and too young to understand it fully, but like it, it, it needed more time to breathe because again, you do get that like drastic generic, this woman's unwell and women are the problem and men aren't safe because you don't get to like delve into it and like breathe and live in it. And so I, I'm expecting us to humanize her a little bit more than we have because we've not right now. And so Liz is doing a lot of work um, on her half. We also need to stop acting like Joshua Jackson just not hot because we're like, he could be a father and they're like, you could be a, be a daddy. Is that what you mean? He could be a daddy. Um, and they're like, here's these tiny whiteies and this gray in your hair and it's fine. And like, I see through that. I see through that. I who, see who, through. I see through everything. Baby. Who are these games for? <laughs> Try again. <laughs> who are these games for? <laughs> um, and so I, I'm going to finish it. While we're here talking about WB people and where they at, Amanda Peet is in this bitch wearing mom jeans and is the wife. Wait a minute. In the new uh, Fatal Attraction? Yeah. So it was a twofer. I need to to see this. I logged in for Josh (laughs) and I was like, oh, Amanda, you still doing stuff too? Get it, girl. Um, It was was like a weird little reunion because I don't think they've ever been on screen together before. Yeah, let me see. I want to see an image of her because a lot of these people, I, I mean, I feel like I always see uh, James Vander, whatever. He, yeah. I, I feel like I keep seeing him, but I, I don't, I don't need to really see much of him. I want to see the other people kind of get more shine. Yeah. Like Kerr Smith. It's a great actor from Dawson's Creek who didn't do as much as the others. Um, but he, he didn't, that movie. Too. Remember that movie, The Forsaken? Yeah. That was a good time. I remember I need to rewatch it before I'm out here looking embarrassed, but it was a good time when I saw it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it that well though. That's the only problem. Like yeah. we watched it together, right? All three of us. We've not seen the Forsaken. That's a different movie. You're thinking of one about the woman who decided to not be dead at her funeral. God yeah, that one. I'm talking about Forsaken, which was like a late '90s, early aughts movie with Kerr Smith as one of the leads. I have not seen that. Then no, I, I thought we were talking about the the no. one from that wild ass. We need a movie night. <laughs> we need a movie night because like I've not seen her in a minute, and I don't want to be out here recommending her and then be like oh no oh <laughs> so i need to rewatch her for people pull up on me to be like you didn't know this you didn't notice that bitch i was 10 i <laughs> that's what i'm saying like and then a lot of these shows like because even going through this whole i know like i'm on gossip ground like i said i plan on doing vampire diaries next but i do want to go back and rewatch dawson's creek because i it's been so many years they have the real music in again so i can go back in you said they have which music in there again? The real music. Because for a while, it was that generic grocery store music, and it was ruining the vibe. They got the right music, though. They got the rights back, and so they could stream the... it with the right music. I didn't even know there was tea behind that, because I haven't rewatched it in so long, but I didn't know that they... That is, that's wrong, though. So it would come on, it would just be like elevator music. It was, It'd be, it was some what, random woman I never heard of. She's like, these are the ha, 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 hallmark, hallmark. And I was like, that's not our song. That is not Paula. That is, I don't want to wait. And so I never finished a rewatch because I was like, this is not it. And if you get past it, the music is the generic music they put on the WB shows. Cause the WB used to spend money on music, y'all. Those soundtracks, I own at least three. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I don't know who they are anymore. Cause I don't look at them CDs cause CDs. But like the music for the WB went hard. Like in our day, we were using real music. Like off the WB, Freaks and Geeks. Cause it was a period piece show. Remember, it was like um, the '80s, I believe. 
the freaks and geeks. I I have I'm only caught a couple episodes. I know the music though. Yeah. Before James Franco was a problem or a known problem, I would have said watch it, but he's a known problem, and so it's hard because you're gonna. I love that show, but he's there and he's there, and so I can't work around you can't it. Right see now. around it. Yeah. yeah, I I understand that. There's a couple projects like that for me too, where because of the people in it, it's like tricky. But if I own it. You know, I own it. If so. I own it, I own it. And I own Freaks and Geeks on DVD because my sister got it for me from a gift. Yeah, yeah. I could put them into my new PS4, but also James Franco is there. And it's too soon because he's done the most. Blur your vision out when he comes on the screen. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to just be like, no. Shut up. Not in front of my salad. Um, but right. Like, <laughs> but like they, because they were a period piece, and I don't remember the 70s or the 80s because it's been so long. That's how long yeah. it's been, y'all. They had to use music from that era which I think was the 70s. Um, And they did not have all of the like streaming rights because that was a different conversation to go from, we're doing this on a broadcast network to, oh, streamers. What's the WB star you want to talk about real quick? What? The Wayans. Because I I didn't know until I looked at the list that, yeah, the Wayans Brothers was a CW show. And that's absolutely correct. And where are Marlon now? And, um, oh my God, I can't believe I can't think of his name. Marlon and Sean? No, that doesn't feel right. Okay. Did I send you that screen grab of somebody who was trying to compliment a different black man and pulled up a picture of Marlon Wayans and the internet was like, bish? No, you can't mix Marlon up with literally anybody. And by the way, that man is fine as hell now. Right, right. Because we were all like, yeah, Sean. And then Marlon was like, um, I went to RM Day. And we we're like, okay. Marlon is, and then that, that, that silliness, like it just makes him more hotter to me. Like, um, cause he has like a Netflix series and, um, it's really funny. I liked it. I don't know if I think it got I feel like it got canceled. Um, I need a chocolate after this. But you know what? He did an interview recently you would have been really proud of. You might have saw it where he confirmed what a lot of people were thinking that after scary movie got taken from them, he was just kind of like, I mean, they didn't take what made it special. And so that's why we did um what were the name of those movies? I really liked the Haunted House movies. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, like I suspected that's what it was. Like they were trying to have a modern day response to what scary movie would look like, and they did a good job. I just feel like it didn't have the same kind of like explosive <laughs> impact that <laughs> scary movie did around the time. But the, I mean, they're still doing the thing. Like he even has a new comedy special out, and he went on Chris Rock's ass. Did you see that? I, he needs to because that's <laughs> who, me and Chris is fighting. I'm gonna hit Chris in the mouth. Like we. <laughs> yeah. No. Same. Same. Um, so yeah, I, we don't talk enough about how the Wayans were our first black dynasty, like, because yes. like they, they had the TV cornered. If there were black people on TV, the Wayans were there in the nineties. If there were black people in film, the Wayans were there. Even Robert Townsend was funded out of his own pocket, which another person who we don't talk about enough, who was an icon. Um, we just need like a black royalty episode because we're, the girls are not talking. The girls are not knowing about Hollywood Shuffle. They don't about Meteor Man, which Bill Cosby's there and I had forgotten. So that was a jump scare. But like, if we could have an edit without the Bill Cosby scenes, Meteor Man is yeah. still that girl for the most part. I mean, she's shaky because she's the 90s. So we got some things we got to like work through. But like, for the most part, those themes and the characters and the acting is still just a moment that I'll never forget. Yeah, I I do want to do a Black Dynasty episode. I agree. Um, I don't know if it fits our pod or not. I'm, I'm not going to cut this because, you know, the girls will let me know on social media if it's the case too. But I kind of want to do something like about Neo Soul too. I know it sounds random, but it kind of feels like they like they erased Neo Soul. Like it inspires music nowadays, but 
the people like Floor Tree and like Jill yeah. Scott and the stuff that they were doing around the time, it just, I don't know. It's like you see Jill Scott now, most people pro- probably would associate her most with acting unless they're from our generation. And then yeah. you think about like all of the, I don't know, it's just weird. I don't, it feels like it didn't happen or something. And I listen to that stuff all the time. So I don't know, it didn't It didn't vanish for me per se, but it feels like it has just generally speaking. People don't really give love to it like they used to. I hate to be that bitch, but like Neo Soul and R&B when we were kids and tweens was it. Mm. And now yeah. people do in music, but like it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Even the girls I want to go up for, it does have like that because um I use a prime example like, and I won't stay here long because I want to get back to CWs. This we're, this will still be a mini people listening. <laughs> I swear, an opposite but, land's gonna be a mini. <laughs> right, you know what? I'm not even gonna go down because I was about to go down the path of Summer Walker, and I could stay there for like 15 minutes. So let's but yes. just, but yes, but yes. Okay, so we're here. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, look, we're um, going to do the next show. All right, who do you want to talk about next? I, I lodged the weigh-ins. Yes. Um, I'm going to collect our girl, Carrie Russell, who was Felicity. And okay. she made me want to go to school in New York again, because I was going to go to school in New York. And even though she picked the wrong man, um, <laughs> that show, it gave us some good seasons, and then it lost its way, as most shows are wanting to do. Um, but like she's cleaning up because girlfriend went on and did the Americans where she met her new husband, Matthew Reese, who are 10, 10, 10s and 10s across the board. Um, it was her because I didn't both- watch a lot of Felicity. So when I saw the, I, I'm so yeah. mad that I didn't put together that was her. So what had happened was after Felicity, um, she did some movies that were not for me and mm. the waitress, like the original waitress before it became a musical on Broadway, which was a cute little story back then. I don't know how it holds up now. But she was always doing off the beaten path shit. And then she turned up in the Americans. And I'm like, I'm going to see it. Because like that's something up my alley finally again. And her and Matthew Reese met each other. And they were both married um, when they met each other. Because okay. they're playing a married couple on the show. Mm. And then they were like, what if we were married to each other instead of our partners? And they've become the best couple I'm rooting for as far as couples go. Because I don't believe in love. But I believe in those two hotties hooking the fuck up. Um, but you're, you're going over the juice. They were with other people. They both ended up getting divorced um, early in the run of the show. And then they was together. Oh, shit. This is juicy. Mama was like, um, my kids and I are mobile, Mr. Reese. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they are just cute. And like, even in Cocaine Bear, they have no scenes together. He's the guy in the plane up top. And she's the mother who's looking for her kid in Cocaine Bear. And that's not my movie. But I'm just like, still making weird and wild choices. Go, Carrie, go. And now the bitch is in a show called Diplomats on um, Netflix. And it seems to be like a political thriller comedy. And mm. the clips are giving. Because I've seen a couple of the clips for articles I've written. And I, I'm going to end up binging it. Because she seems to be- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. She's living her best fucking life right now, and I'm here for her. You know we gotta talk about Sister Sister. Yes. <laughs> Tina and Mar, <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, is there really anything else to say? Probably, but oh, you know what? There is. Did you see when Jocelyn Hernandez went on the reel for a few episodes? You know, Tamara is super conservative. <laughs> Jocelyn is like, I've always had a crush on you since I was little, and she and you know, Tam's like, oh, okay, whatever, and it culminates with her inviting Tam into her bedroom with her and her man, and Tam is <laughs> appalled, like she's literally like, I. She said, did you just invite me into your bedroom? Like it's awkward. You, I'm like, who let Jocelyn on here? Who? You can't do that shit on air. That's like a, we're at the bar. We're all a few drinks in and we've yes. read the room and we're just like, hi, that's not a, we're not doing my podcast. You won't get to see him. Like that's, that's, that's aggressive and rude, but like they are definitely, I forget which one is having the divorce, but people have been like in her shit being like, you need to hook it out for your kids. And I'm tired of people telling black women to stick it out. Like she says it's amicable, but like if a black woman's fed up with your ass, um, whatever has happened, it's done. (laughs) It's fucking done. Don't tell a woman to stay in her divorce ever. And I see those comments and I'm just like, fight them, but they won't because sweetheart. I don't understand how people even get comfortable making those type of statements because you don't see inside someone's marriage. Listen, handle your own marriage, Judy. Um, because if you had been happier, perhaps you wouldn't be on this bitch's timeline until they're sticking out like you. Um, misery loves company. Yeah, facts. Facts. Um, I don't know what else is going on with Tia lately. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything. She might be the one getting divorced. Because again, I get that mixed up all the time and I follow both. But I mean, like, has she been... Is she still interested in like being in projects and stuff? I I don't know. I cause I get that mixed up. I'm not sure who's doing. What. I feel terrible. No, we can't do this. Let me look it up. Yeah, let's just pull up some IMDb's. <laughs> cause I actually love the sisters, so like I, I I feel like shit. But the okay, no, we had it right. We gotta trust ourselves more. It was it was definitely Tam is on the real. Um, so this is what I'm gonna say. Um, I think that. 
wait, hold up. I forgot what I was talking about. We can change subjects. You were going to talk about you didn't know if she was still doing movies and things. Oh, look, coming through. I got you. Yeah, because I I feel like Tam was called out about not working or something recently. I follow her closer just because she's on the reel and stuff, but she went off on people like politely in her very uh <laughs> christian kind of way i guess because she was like i'll have you know i do have this project coming out and i'm working on this thing and that thing so when it looks like i'm not doing anything it's because you guys don't know what work looks like i'm like well and and that's it <laughs> that's, and people, don't. people don't <laughs> people think they know shit because yeah. they they watch tv and they watch movies you don't know shit until you make a movie or you make a show like Amen. literally we're closer than a lot of people in our circles to the business and we still don't fucking know, which is why yeah. when receipts start getting unrolled, like at a fucking CVS, when a strike happens, we're like, oh shit. And I, one of the things that has been exposed during the WGA strike and the things that are about to possibly happen is that we're understanding how nobody in the industry is making money off these streamers, except for the executives who own the streamers. Cause yeah. these contracts have never been adjusted to, in order to take care of the fucking people. And so you have people who are writing on Netflix having to steal food from the fucking kitchen to feed their families. Um, <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. Like people sold shows to Netflix and they are like borrowing outfits to wear to red carpets and asking if they can stay in a cheaper hotel because they're not being compensated. Because again, it's- and they're supposed to just be grateful, which is sick to me. And then right? the more like, if you're like a person of color, for example, if you're a woman, like then there's that disparity on top of the already peanuts that they're paying these writers. It's serious. Like this is not this is not a game. It's not. And also for you to be paying writers the least out of everybody in the teams, like literally, um, when we have to pay age, well, they have to pay agents, they have to pay managers. Um, and those are like fees. Those are percentages. Um, you also have to pay the WGA guild. Um, and also you have to like try and survive in LA if your shows are happening in LA, which is the most expensive place to be. And so people are in the hole. And a lot of people who feel like they know shit are like, I don't understand how you blew a bag if you're writing for Netflix and you can't even afford your own tie to wear the own red carpet. Um, and it's like, because bitches ain't getting paid. Like the contracts never updated. And so like, if you do a broadcast show, you sign a contract for that broadcast show, but they're already talking to the streamers to like get it streaming somewhere else. They keep making money while you're not making anything else from it. And other shady shit is happening. And instead of people sitting down and being like, let me read about it. They're just like, y'all just fucking up y'all's bag. And that's why AI is coming for y'all. And it's like, no. I've been seeing a lot of that, and it's just, y'all don't understand until it happens to you. You're literally pouring your heart and soul into writing these stories just to be destitute. And, like, I understand, like, the actors and stuff, like, they're working really hard, too. But it's, like, I don't know. Even for the actors, though, when Sydney Sweeney was speaking up, like, she's even saying that they're getting really not a good deal oftentimes either because of the streaming thing you're talking about. It's, like, the streams just don't pay like certain entities as well as others and so they just have to keep acting over and over again and pouring their heart into it or else they won't get roles it's a hamster wheel it is because again these streamers are acting like they don't have money when they're bringing in billions and so they are underpaying people and again i i know when we were talking about millions of dollars it sounds like a fucking lot and it is a fucking lot to most of us who are out here struggling with ramen noodles um but like if you if you are in a field where people get paid millions on millions on millions and you are the lead in a fucking netflix show and you get paid one million they tell you to go fuck yourself (laughs) and you will not be hearing about these residuals (laughs) 
that this is not it does not equate and so like the stranger things people like if you look around they are doing these cons to make the money that they didn't make during the shows let's be honest I didn't think about that. It makes sense though, because but the, it, it you know why I couldn't tell with them because they have so like they're so electric and in love with their fans yeah. that it doesn't feel like they're doing the job. It feels like they're doing like fan service, like they're they're here to have a good time with us. But you're one hundred percent right because they're going to get paid likely for just showing up. So there's going to be that fee. There also may be residuals based on like ticket performance and stuff like that. They might actually get something on the back end and then all the merch and everything. So it's a smart way to capitalize it. But those poor shows that don't have that level of visibility, even if they are good, like I haven't started from yet, but you've told me about that one, for example. And like you started something because I know you're not on TikTok heavily, but there are so many girls talking about from this week. Like it's literally nuts. Like people are starting to finally figure out about and talk about it and like i hope for example with that project seeing how much traction it's gaining it makes more sense to me that the people who wrote the people who are acting in it they actually see as it peaks in uh, popularity they should see some type of reward for that yeah like harold piranu is doing pr basically by himself on twitter and he's getting like the other actors to do live tweets when it happens on sunday nights um and I know he's not being compensated for this shit. Like he just, he wants people to know that he has a good show because it's a damn good show. Like it was probably one of the best shows on last year. If I'm being for I real, can't for wait real. To watch from, I can't fucking wait to watch the show. Like, I think I put it second behind Chucky, but like it was a tussle yeah. between that and Chucky, but different moods. But like, I've been explaining from to the girls as it's like if Stephen King wasn't racist, homophobic, fat phobic and understood. Can't, I can't imagine this, but, but keep going. This, Right, which is why it shook me. So when it hit, when the first season hit Prime, I had to binge it again to be like, did I really do that? Did I make that up? (laughs) You're like, wait a minute, am I awake right now? Right, is this real life? Um, Me just crying at Eon Bailey and they're all parent. Is this real life? Can it really happen? (laughs) Look. All right, we got to talk about we got to talk about Charm last. I saved it for last because. I feel like that's the one that has the most amount of drama. Um, I didn't know it was Alyssa Milano this whole time because I thought it was Shannon Doherty. I really thought it was her. And so when everything came out, um, because you know they did an event. Wait, hold on. I need to hear from you because like the reality is it it surprised me. I'm not going to lie. So what I knew was what we all knew in the 90s, which is Shannon Doherty was always a problem or she's painted as a problem because again, people hate women, but it seemed like she was like, fuck 90210 and blow that shit up. And then she was like, fuck Charmed and blew that shit up. And so we were just like, "Mm, that's two strikes, girl. It ain't looking cute. But like, now you're seeing it's Alyssa. What had happened? I don't... Now, this is one of those things. This is like if you hang out on like the charm reddit boards and shit like that like so there was an event recently and shannon doherty was on stage with um i gotta pull up names i got you but she played while I'm telling, she, play piper? she played piper oh oh Holly marie combs no that's yes, not her that's was, her that's her yeah. but um but yeah so they were all on stage little was said so Sheree, do not take this as fact and anyone listening but it's one of those like reading between the lines kind of things because holly marie combs was talking about how when shannon already left she was like just upset that she had gone and stuff like that and you know insinuating from what we picked up from it that she wasn't the problem and the only person who wasn't on that stage 
Now, this is the thing, all allegedly, like I said, these are rumors. I don't, I buy it, but I don't know if it's based in fact, but it's giving, she wasn't the issue. It was Alyssa Milano. I'm going to just say this piece. Um, Alyssa has a large fan base. Yes. Um, And so we all know her from things before she got to charm because she was like a, the kid and who's the boss and whatever and some other mm. shit. And so like we are all rooting for her. But like she's been in conflict before because if we recall, she tried to start the Me Too movement, which is already started by black women. I didn't know about this and I'm already dead. They called her because she was like, let's all share these stories. Hashtag me too. And they were like, Alyssa Milano started this. And I forget the woman's name. I should know her name, but it's been some years since I like read all these receipts. She was like, actually, um, I started that as a black woman. Please stop taking my shit. And so Alyssa had to be like, oh, we should definitely support black women too. This movement's for everybody, not just white women. Uh -huh. And I was like, this looks shady and shaky. But also, I don't know you, so I'm going to just sit here and see what else comes from this. And nothing, because nobody cares about um, <laughs> what happens to people who are victims. So, yeah, it all just went away. That's not even right. And Let me get her name. What's funny is, it, that's what comes up. The thing you're talking about, when I was trying to find, like, something to give you for this, the, the Me Too movement thing comes up. And obviously, the beef between um, Rose McGowan. Her name Alyssa. is Tarana Burke. That was her name. It's her okay, name. Okay, there we go. Cause I was like, I'm gonna get her name. Cause it's it's been a minute, but she literally started this shit and nobody cared because a black woman. And then this white woman's like, I'm gonna use this hashtag and I'm gonna say it's my idea. And then people were like, This is a movement. It's a moment. Let's go. Yeah, you're right. It says right here in our quote: "You stole hashtag Me Too, a brilliant communication tool, not a movement." Ooh, from Tarana, you co-opted my movement, the cultural reset for fame. Jealous of me for outing my R word. You made two hundred and fifty thousand per week on. I didn't know that on Charmed. M uh, Rose McGowan tweeted after Alyssa called her out over politics. Yep. Cause, Damn. Because another thing, um, Rose McGowan, I don't know her, but like she is a rod. The lightning will follow wherever she goes. And so when she was, cause she was before Alyssa was doing this, she was trying to out some people. Cause she, again, was one of the like Marilyn Manson girls. So, you know, she got stories, whether or not she want to share them with us ever. Um, well, she got so, them. To... I got an update for you when you're ready. Keep going. <laughs> and so she was like, we need to do something about these fucking abusers in broad daylight. And then Alyssa was like the me too movement. And so it was just like a, it was a perfect storm. It was a perfect storm. And she happened to steal from a black woman. And Rose McGowan is that bitch. Uh, and was like, hi. <laughs> yeah, I Rose don't care. She don't give a fuck. Like, she Listen. she says it with her full chest. No. She's been blacklisted. And so she's going to shave her head and say what the fuck she want to say and do what she want to fucking do. And by the way, um, there may be no tea because apparently someone's, there's a report that... Uh, uh, Alyssa Milano actually released a statement after the picture came out that she was absent from and said, oh, I'm happy to see everyone together and stuff. So either that's good press coverage or um, or there's no there's no fire. I don't know. That's good press coverage. Uh, again, she's got two strikes. <laughs> she's got two strikes because of your strike. I'm counting it. Allegedly, I'm counting it. Allegedly counting it. So I'm, I'm looking at her and I'm like, what you gonna do next? <laughs> but we yeah, also can't... We cannot end this by talking about Sarah Michelle Gellar. We just can't. <gasps> Oh, of course not. She, I feel like she's Miss Queen. Like she literally is in a new show about werewolves. I can't think of the name of it right now. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was a Big Wolf follow up because I didn't watch that and y'all did. Or a yeah. Big Wolf on camp. What was that? What was that show y'all was watching? The werewolf show on MTV. 
Um, and I'm, I'm sad I was watching. I can't think of the name of it. That's sad. Anyway, I thought it was going to be more of that because people were like, is we going to cover this? I'm like, isn't it a sequel to that? Because I'm going to start that. Don't see that. And it was not. It's something different. Um, I hear it's mid, but she's brilliant as usual. Yeah. She was also in Do Revenge, which the girls went up for. It was not my movie. I've seen Clueless and we did it better in Clueless. Um, <laughs> um, and also this Do Revenge was not revengeful enough for me. I, It just felt like shenanigans. But again, Twitter loved it. And so I'm just like, let me say less. Did you see when they asked um, SMG about um, about her and Velma in um, the Scooby Doo movie? Mm-hmm. I like that. So it's it's not a surprise to me that they shared a kiss and there may be like some type of love between these two characters because they kind of lean into that in the Velma series a little bit, um, and it's always been there. But yeah. I just I like the confirmation that this could have been. And I, I like when she shows up for interviews because she always offers something different, like a different perspective about yeah. like our fandoms. She definitely seems invested in them. She So someone was saying that Helen Shivers could come back and uh, she uh, basically was like, Helen Shivers is dead, y'all. The thing about fandoms are sometimes the fans are abusing themselves and they want you to like take their money for the dumbest reasons. Because we... <sighs> we have this thing where we don't understand that sometimes the things that spark joy spark joy and they're always there forever. And instead of enjoying them for that and letting the franchise grow, we're like, but we need you to make us feel safe forever. And it's like, no, this is a horror. People need to fucking die. and need to be dead. Otherwise there's no stakes. It's monopoly. And it goes on forever. Like <laughs> um, kill the bitches. Um, Helen Shivers had the most iconic death of that franchise. She's the character. Good. I remember um and i was there looking for the prince jr who is sarah michelle's husband she was looking at him too we got good taste um (laughs) (laughs) let her let her let her rest but what i love about her and again back in the day there was that narrative that she was difficult which we now know josh Whedon is an asshole um but like she knows her fans she knows how to give she knows when to show up and support and how to support like she's not out here in the white woman shenanigans olympics and that's one of the reasons I stand. And she also yeah. has found that healthy boundary because, again, Buffy has a fandom and fandoms be toxic. But she's found a healthy balance of me and my family have our privacy. But also, here is this cute shot of me on my Instagram going in here. Here's me making a nod to this in this outfit. And here's me showing up in these I movies and things that are beneath me. But I know that that's what y'all want. Because, like, again, I don't think that she's looked at the things she's put out recently and was like, these are going to make my career do the things. But she was like, these are my fans are, and I'm going to be there because I'm rich. What does it fucking matter? And I looked at the name of it. It's Wolfpack for the show she's in. And that's it's what you're talking about. I do get that vibe that a piece of her saying yes to it is that she knows it's going to be attractive to her core fan base. And how dare I bring her up without talking about David Boreanaz? Um, Ooh, child. I was going to bring him up. <laughs> uh, did you see when he um, posted his, um, you know what? Like, for the, for the squirrels. I heard about it. For the squirrels out there, um, David did a boomer thing, um, mm-hmm. which I I thought he was like an elder millennial, but this was big boomer energy. So I'm going to look at the birth certificate. He, yeah. he, we've known he's been having affairs on his wife. It's common knowledge. The friends who've worked on shows with him are just like, he cheats on her. Um, it's a yeah. thing. Uh, and I don't know their marriage. So not my business. Cause like, again, it's common knowledge. So clearly this woman knows and is staying and that's 
I'm not gonna be like, leave it go, bitch. Um, but he he decided to make a little video for one of the people he wanted to come over to his hotel room. And instead mm-hmm. of it being a little video in their chat, it was on his Instagram. And so um, <laughs> the boy and his dick was out there for a minute. Oh, um, and then he took it down because he realized what he had done. Because he was, yeah, he was having yeah, his wife called David. She's like, the kids on your Instagram have seen your dick. <gasps> Why is your dick on this girl's phone? Like, <laughs> not, not, not how to get away with murder, please. Um, I mean, accurate though. Because I didn't know what was happening. Because I was like, why is David in a hotel room on a bed? Why is he seducing his... Oh, that is... <laughs> and it's one of those things because it's it's one thing when it's like, like a leaked video and you know to like be on the lookout so you don't like click on it. But it's another thing to be like, if this celebrity is just like out here. Like when... um Oh my God. When Chris Evans accidentally put up um the, the one video, mm. I felt bad for him because he's so private and so shy. And that was definitely a mistake. Like... Dave oh, yeah. could have been in some freaky shit and we had covered his ass. But like Chris was like, oh no. Oh. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh. Yeah. And you know, you have a huge fan base. This is it's out there, baby. Even if it's up there for a hot second, it's yes. it's too late. And they saw you. It is. And the internet is unforgiving. Cause you know, people have screenshots, yeah. and those videos are floating out there and about there. Um yeah. and again, it's it's those things happen because like people are just bad at social media and they fucking drink too much sometimes and other things and so sometimes they will actually go live with something but like when people screenshot it or they download the video because they're quick about that shit and then it's out there forever that's that's gross yeah poor um, wait no not poor him karma got him in the dick Listen, he was cheating on his wife. David Boreanaz, we don't feel as bad for because again, he's always cheating on her. And again, I don't know their marriage, but like, yeah. if all I know about you is you have a new show and you still cheating on your wife. Those <laughs> that should not be part of your rider. I'm cheating on her. Keep it quiet. <laughs> um, that is because like he he went kind of quiet for a while, and like I just felt like I didn't really naturally hear about things going on with him. Whereas with like SMG, like she just kept showing up, like, yeah. and she kept getting like opportunities, even like. Due to like her being married to Freddie Prinze and stuff, they would show up in commercials together and stuff, which I thought was kind of nice. Like, you know, they still get a lot of opportunities. I will say from the Buffy squad, SMG and Allison Hannigan are the two that are working the hardest still. Because Allison Hannigan will find another show to be in. That's all there is yeah. to it. Like that bitch went from Buffy to, to Hi, I Met Your Mother. Um, and she's also done some cool movies. Like there's a movie called You Might Be the Killer. And have you seen it, I Ryan? I've seen that one. No, no. She's hard to find. I had to like get a, like a special tryout to like sci-fi to watch her because she's hard to find. But I, I remember seeing the preview back before I gave up on previews. I was like, Allison Hannigan's there. I'm in. Basically, she plays a woman who's working like the late night shift at a store. I don't know if it's a video store or like one of those stores where like comics are what anymore because it's been a couple of years. And mm. she gets a call from her friend who's out at some like, random ass summer camp. And he's like, hey, this shit is happening. And I think there's somebody trying to kill us. Please call 911. And she's like, can you elaborate? We repeat that. And then she's kind of helping him figure out if he's the killer, if he's actually being like chased by a slasher. <laughs> That's kind of brilliant. I like that. I mean, it's perfect for her too. Like the type of roles that she can play. Yeah, it was. It, it, I, again, I didn't love horror comedies when I finally got to catch up with that one. But I did enjoy that. And I keep wanting to cover it on somebody's podcast. So, yeah. I'll check that out. I mean, I love her. And plus, that sounds like a funny concept. You're going to have to so. dig for that bitch because it wasn't even like, oh, you can rent this. I had to, I think it was sci-fi or oxygen. I had to start a free trial for it to watch it because it's in there in demand. And that was a couple of years ago. 
Um, because I was like, what happened to that movie? <laughs> that's did- that's weird when that happens when distribution fails movies because that uh, the more that i like get into podcasting there's like so many movies like this mm-hmm. um that are really really difficult to find um sugar hill was like that for a bit before they started giving it more attention it was hard to find and then the the blu-ray was kind of expensive how many clubhouse uh, how many clubhouse rooms were we in where we were telling the filmmaker were their movies streaming because they didn't know because nobody told them exactly yeah Again, that's weird to me. This is why there's so many strikes happening, have happened, and are looming because there's no communication. People just take people shit and do things. Mm, exactly. It's ridiculous. Mm. I mean, I'm scrolling through this list one more time. But I feel like we hit kind of like the bigger shows, like it's definitely like Dawson's, Dawson's Creek, like is yes. the biggest with like Charm, Buffy, um, sisters. Oh, we didn't talk about Sabrina the Teenage. We might do a, a part two one day because we didn't talk about Sabrina the Teenage, which we didn't talk about Smart Guy, Steve the, Harvey Show. Mr. Flockhart's a Republican. What? I didn't know about this. Not Clista Flockhart, sorry. Um, the bitch from Sabrina. What's her name? Um, Clarissa explains um, it all. Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, Melissa Joan Hart. Thank you. Sorry, Calista, unless you're a Republican. But like <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart is a Republican, and that's why I don't. Plus, I didn't like the original Sabrina. I think that Chilling Adventures oh. did things better at the beginning. And again, at yeah. the beginning. Um, but I think that we had a juicier thing with Sabrina because that was that was too young for me. Because it was all like, yeah. Salem's a cat who talks. And I'm still doing Clarissa noises. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. no, miss me. Um, but I love the aunties. I, I used to love Sabrina, but the new one is more charming to me just because, um, just because like, how dark it got like i really like that they followed the comic books uh i mean well the that particular series um which i still haven't read so i don't know if it's like a true adaptation or not yeah but yeah i like i like the new one like i think it was pretty decent and then they gave us um our girl who we we gave love to on a couple episodes um prudence yes right yeah and then they gave us um ambrose and yes yes Who I love in you, by the way. Like, I just... She is so good. Can she be in more horror things, please? I want her to do nonstop horror thrillers because she's a damn good actor. And also, she just... She has a presence. Like, when she stepped into you, it became a different show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she, it's a completely different role. In a way that doesn't feel too tried either, which I appreciate. Yeah. No, she's a badass bitch. She's definitely a bitch on the move. Um, if we yeah. were to do like Bad Bitches Uprising or Bad Bitches Uploading again, part two, she'd be there. You know who else I'd put? Who else I would put in there? Who we we don't talk about much, but Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes, that bitch yeah. has been on the rise since she left her mama. Cause her mama's Diana Ross. Y'all forget. Y'all yeah. forget. Um, every time I find out how old Tracy is, I'm gagged because how old she is looks. She? She's like in her early fifties now, but she looks the same as she did on Girlfriends, but with better outfits. Yeah, you're right. Oh my god, she's fifty. That's insane. She looks so. I mean, to me, fifty is not old, but she definitely does not look fifty. Like she looks like she's thirty four. Like, right? can we please just tell me what you do? <laughs> when I was a kid, fifty was like, no, that's your mama, and now fifty's like that bitch is getting it. Um, because yeah. <laughs> she she did blackish for all of that run. And Rainbow was one of the best parts. Like, let's be honest. Yes. Some of them kids was doing the things, but we really watched for Rainbow. And I lived because girlfriends, I was in and out with girlfriends because I was too young for it, but also black women doing things. So I was trying to be there for it. But like Blackish came out at a time where 
I didn't initially gravitate towards it, but I would like peep it every once in a while. And then they hit their like really strong era. And I was like, let me take it from the top. I'm on her page. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross, she did an interview where she's just in a two piece to celebrate her 50th birthday. Yep. Um, and it says that she has no fillers. Like, cause believe it or not, I don't, when people do stuff like that, I don't judge them. It's like, whatever, yeah. like it's your body. But it's amazing that like, like she, a lot of her Instagram is her going to the gym and fucking sweating it out. And I don't have the patience, but like, I think that her and Rachel True are definitely signs that if you are correct in your lane and in your ministry, the answers will take care of you and black will I not agree. crack. Some of us is not out here in these ministries and the, it, we're cracking, we're cracking. <laughs> I, you know what it is though? I think a lot of it is just, it's like, someone said something to me once like they weren't being shady like i have to preface like it's going to sound shady but they're like oh you know it's not that you're not put together it's just you don't have the financial backing to do what some of these other people are doing that's literally it maybe they were being shady after seeing that face that you just did that's shady okay all right well yeah (laughs) the thing is like some of these people literally they have like the money and resources to like pay for chefs and stuff they have like the money and resources to pay for like a nutritionist to pay for like these exercise people and i'm not trying to diminish the work that goes into what tracy ellis ross looks like because you can't you can't just be rich and just look like freaking perfect like there are some people who have the resources who don't take care of themselves but i do think about how people's time is different when you reach that state of your life where you're doing what you want to be doing and then there's a team around you kind of like supporting that so yeah, but now I do feel like that person was being shady to me now. <laughs> like yeah. you should have followed. Yeah. You should have followed. Yeah. Like yeah. there needs to be an app <laughs> where you just like go, hey, is this shady? Like, you know how Google like listen to the song to be like, mm, it's this music. And people you can just be like, is this shady? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Hit them, hit them, hit them in the mouth right now. Hit them. Not hit them in the mouth. First of all, I'm not hitting nobody, especially nowadays. People fucking crazy. Like they, they lose a fight, they might stab your ass or like come back and jump you or something. I don't have time for that. No, no, ma'am. No, I can't do it. And then I watch a lot of horror, so I'm afraid of what could happen after the things I've seen. We've seen some shit. We've um, seen some things. I'm scarred. Don't you remember when Sleepaway Camp was like a surprise to you? Now it's like now it's like you get those type of moments like once every couple of weeks. Listen. I finally saw Sleepaway Camp for the first time last year because yeah. it was ruined. And I was like, that feels transphobic, but also it's more complicated, like anything else in yeah. that era. Because we talked about some movies that I'm just like, I don't think this is aging well, but also because it's been reclaimed by communities. It's just like, no, we're making it this. It's this now. And I'm like, okay, I- I'm following you. But also I still feel weird when I watch this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sleepaway Camp is definitely in that. Because it's just like, I yeah. see the girls putting together the articles I'm reading the think pieces and I get it. But also I'm just like in my spirit when I watch that, I I got questions and follow-ups for that like filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Which again, huh. like it's just, it, it's unfortunately what it is. Cause we did not have a space for people back then to be hired. We're not hiring people today. So of course they were being hired in the eighties to be like, is this insensitive? <laughs> um, so. And a lot of the people nowadays don't care if it's insensitive. They know that like, I'm pretty sure that like, they suspect that, like, oh, this project will still do fine. So I don't really care about what the minorities, you know, key emphasis on minorities feel about this. And then they're surprised when that does have an impact because they don't realize, like, that the times are changing. I think some people, they don't realize, like, you can't just 
do what you did in the 70s and expect it to hit the same way. Like you you have to be more attached. And plus art, just like language, it evolves and it changes. So if you don't challenge yourself, it'll just feel stale and you won't realize why. You'll just get stuck. Exactly. When I see people trying to do the same shit they did in the 70s and the 80s, it gives me that same vibe of these people who are like, well, I pay for my college. Why can't y'all pay for y'all's college? No loan forgiveness. And it's just like, if you don't want things to be better, sit down, Richard Dreyfus. Just sit down. Say less. Yeah. Nobody yeah. You don't need to be out here in the streets. Look. <laughs> We need to. We this need to stop. This gonna be longer than the real one next week. Damn it! Uh, y'all know what? Y'all welcome. Y'all yeah. welcome. Yeah, we did what we could. If if you, you want to let us know some of your favorite CW slash WB moments, definitely find us on social media at Bloody Masca to let us know. And while you're at it, let me know if girlfriends were CW or or UPN because I thought it was UPN, but this Google is saying something else. I and also. I thought so too, but when you type in the CW list on IMDb, it's girlfriends right here, and I'm like, it's wrong. I feel, but okay, whatever. Yeah, we didn't do much on CW for years. (laughs) Yeah, they one at a time. They rotate them in and out. We know this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or destroy their character, like Vanessa on Gossip Girl. Um, go ahead and rate and review us while you're at it too. And thanks, and we will talk to you next time when we collect zero. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.